This is a presentation of OBS News, which is responsible for the guests and comments. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the works. I'm Keith Williams, your host. And um, we are here um, with a fine guest here. His name is uh, Chancellor Jackson. How are you doing today? What's going on, family? How you living? Mm -hmm. Blessings and balance to you and blessings and balance to everyone that's tuning in right now. Um, so I understand that, um, that you have written the book, 14 Days in Beijing. Yes, sir. Uh, 14 Days of Beijing is an Amazon bestseller. Um, and it's about my experience getting locked up abroad in China for 14 days. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, Chancellor K. Jackson is the name from Atlanta, Georgia, born and raised. Um, very chill, humble, laid back, easy going, down to earth dude. Um, I'm very motivational, um, influential, and encouraging as well. Um, I played football the vast majority of my life. So that's where the leadership role and discipline come into play. Um, but I got to play throughout high school and at the collegiate level um, down at Stetson University, Go Hatters, down in Florida. Um, so after I played all four years there and graduated with a bachelor's degree in communication and media studies, I landed my first job teaching English to children in China. So that's how I ended up out there. And I was supposed to do a year, only ended up doing six months because I got locked up um, halfway through. Um, I was locked up 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 15 minutes to one cell, nine beds, three soups a day. All I had was one school and my classes on 14 days. Um, nobody knew I was there. Uh, nothing was explained to me as far as how the process works or how the jail runs. Um, and I couldn't communicate with them for the most for the most part. So um, it was it was it was interesting. It's it a very very interesting story. Um, great story, all in all, though. Very very uh, spiritual and enlightening and mysterious and scary. Also comical at some points, just because of my personality. Um, but it's a journey for sure. Um, so came back to America, continued to teach, started coaching football. Started writing 14 Days in Beijing, um, started coaching at-risk teens um, in my county. Uh, pretty much they got arrested for drugs um, or just doing, you know what I'm saying, hot shit. Just young, 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 wild and free. Um, so we use 14 Days in Beijing as a part of our lessons um, to pull our life skills from. Um, and it's, it's a story that most of them could relate to because most of them were arrested for uh, drugs. Um, but also coach aspiring authors. So anybody out there that aspires to be an author um, or has a story already written, just doesn't know how to go about publishing it, tap in with me. I can walk you through the process. Um, I also own my own publishing company, which my business is ran through and all my books are published through. Um, and in addition to that, <laughs> I'll run a car rental business. I rent cars out on two rows. So yeah, man, that's just me in a nutshell. Just running a couple of marathons, trying to get established, man. That's it. Sounds like you have a lot going on here. Um, <laughs> so we're going to get into some questions about this particular book. So what are some of the lessons have you learned? Um, um, from 14 days, 
really, the biggest thing is to know the land that you're in. If you visit someplace that's foreign to you, make sure you do your research thoroughly before you go over there. You know what I'm saying? Because life is different everywhere you go. Um, and that's, it. that's even domestically. You know what I mean? So just make sure you uh, tap in and uh, learn um, about the land and the culture, the system, and all of that before you go anywhere. Um, and definitely that, you know what I'm saying, we all face adversity. And adversity introduces a man to himself or a woman to herself. So don't take, never let no hard time humble you. Take what you need to take away from the situation, from the experience, and apply to your life to better yourself moving forward, um, for sure. And if you don't know who you are, man, take some time to yourself and learn who you are. And that'll be the first step towards you finding your purpose. Um, do you know who this book, who is the audience for this particular book? Um, It really fluctuates, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I work with teenagers, so it, all the way from teens to, you know what I'm saying, old adults, you know what I'm saying? It, it's a very broad book. Um, those that like mystery is mysterious because you don't know how long you're going to be there. It's a, it's you learn as you go. Um, it's definitely uh suspenseful <laughs> for sure. You getting rested in China as, as you're reading it, it's, you feel like it's you, it's you happening. It's happening to you. So you're getting arrested in China. You don't know what's going to happen. It's very suspenseful. Um, it, like I said, it's comical at some points. So it is some lightheartedness within this story. It isn't all just, you know what I'm saying? There's this dark, dark, dark story. Um, and it's, you know what I'm saying? It's a drama, it's dramatic, and it's written almost like a, in, in script form. So it's on that type of time as well. Um, but really anybody, it's really geared towards anybody that um, is that does partake in cannabis, if not, or if you were just like, you just like to read books, you like to read random stories, it definitely is apply for you. If you don't like to read for real, for real, but hey, this is something that you I, I can read this because this is interesting. I can relate to it in some form or fashion. It's more relatable than you know what I'm saying, a professor giving me this book to read, and now we gotta answer questions on and write an essay. You know, you know what I'm saying? So it's it appeals to anybody that likes the genres I listed before. It really just in any form of fashion, you know what I'm saying? It's it's it's, it's just a, a, a shocking story, an unforgettable tale, you know what I'm saying? But it's a lot that you can take away from it as well when it's all said and done. If you don't mind me asking, uh, what did you get arrested for? Oh, 1.4 grams of cannabis. Oh, man. Uh, you know, there's a, a similar story that's developing now with uh, a WNBA basketball star. Yeah. Uh, locked, up in, uh, locked up in Russia. She got like nine years. Come on. <laughs> so it's like, man, definitely do your research. You know what I'm saying? And abide by the the rules and the foundations of the land. <laughs> For sure. You know what I'm saying? It's pivotal. You never know what type of situation you might end up in. Um, but shit, everything we go through is preparation for what's in store. And 
like I said before, just don't take it. Everything boils down to perspective. You know what I'm saying? I could have um, let this situation, you know what I'm saying, put a sour taste in my mouth towards life in general, and I could have just went completely in a tank. Or I could do something with this experience and turn it into a positive. So, you know what I'm saying? It all boils down to perspective and how you choose to look at something and go about something. So what are, what are some of the responses that you got from writing this book? Oh, it's been going crazy. <laughs> 14 Days in Beijing has ranked number one. Um, well, I was still on pre-sale when I first originally released the first version of it. I was still on pre-sale and it was ranked number one in three different genres as a new bestseller. Um, I was on Amazon's top 100 sellers. I was number 76. Um, and this, and this, and I say this first original version, this book only, I dropped, uh, I released, originally released 14 Days of Beijing as a series of short stories. So I just broke the whole long story up into five uh, small books. And the very first book went, I'm talking about bananas. It was crazy. <laughs> it was, and it was on like 30, 40 pages. You know what I'm saying? I'm going crazy just selling 30, 40 pages. I didn't change the game for real, for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Was doing something like that. Um, so it's just been positive overall. Um, I've also written two romance novels. Um, you love it, you learn, and real love never dies. Um, they've done all right. Real love never dies got to like number eight. But it wasn't number one, so I really wasn't. It was like, ah, okay, but I'm like, I'm shooting for the stars. I didn't, I didn't did it just on the humbug, not even intending on it doing what it did. You know what I'm saying? I just, I knew it was gonna be a great story. I knew the cover was amazing, the title, everything was captivating. And then I'm like, once people read it, it's gonna be, it's over with after that. So just to see, just to put your energy into something, create something, put your energy into it, and then. You know what I'm saying? Give it to the masses or give it to the people, to the public, and seeing how it just, man, takes off is just it's crazy. Cause it's like, damn, this is something that I created. This got my name on it. And look what it's doing. Like, oh, wow. yeah, you have like hundreds of thousands of, you know, authors, you know, just on Amazon alone. And for, you know, a book to be there in the top 10. You know, best sellers, push. I'll take that. No, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Everybody want to be number one, but I'll take number eight. <laughs> yeah, on me, on me, yeah. So it was. It, it's been a journey. You know what I'm saying? And so, and now all I'm doing is just because all I did was write stories about my real life experiences. I just put them on paper. So now all I'm doing is helping that, uh, other authors with the same. You know what I'm saying? With the same process, because there's a lot of people out here that have concepts or ideas or stories but just don't know how to go about putting it on paper um or like they done written a whole book and just don't even know how to go about publishing it so it's like oh man i did this shit multiple times and the hardest part is really just making sure the story is finished that's the most work right there everything else as far as setting it up and uh self-publishing man that's a breeze and then the work uh, then you got to get back on your workhorse just to market it you know what i'm saying so but all in all, right, the process is really simple, just publishing it. Anybody can do that. So that's I'm just shedding lights on it and helping people tell their stories. I feel like the best teacher in life is your own experience and then learning from others. So 
Do you, do you think that's a growing trend where we're seeing uh, a lot of, you know, people writing books about their own personal experiences? Yeah. Yeah, so it's been, yeah, yeah. And it's been around, biography's been around for, you know what I'm saying, forever. So it's like, now, um, it's just like how many people are actually writing books? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm sure it, it are. It's it's plenty of people out here writing books, but and that number in comparison to the amount of people in the world, oh man, that number is very very small. Then so, yeah, just I feel like I'm be I'm helping be a part of the shift to get people back into reading and writing, and that's why my Correlate Publications, my publishing company, that's our our slogan is to bring it back the core of writing, and that's just truly just self expression. So just bringing that back and people are more reluctant to read books written by people that they know. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm like, then it's your book. Oh yeah, but I'm gonna tap in, but I'm gonna read it for sure. You know what I'm saying? Just cause I know this person. So now we get more people reading. Oh damn, boy, you don't, you don't read, I don't read every single book, but I, know, I, I even have knowledge of the situation. And I just love how you put it on paper. Da, da, da. Like, damn, bro, I got some similar, I can do the same thing, oh shit. Now each one teach one. And now, slowly but surely, you know what I'm saying, we're getting uh, just more authors out there, more writers out there. And writing, you ain't got to be no published author. You, you, writing, you can, there's so many different fields you can go in when it uh, comes to writing. Or you can just do it just truly for therapy. And that's what it's really, really, really for. You know what I'm saying? It's therapeutic. Writing is therapeutic. For sure, journaling, all of that. So, yeah, yeah that's what we're trying to get to. <clears throat> That is uh, that is fantastic. You uh, also, I want to point out to you that uh, that you uh, talk a lot about critical thinking, mm -hmm. um, which is really absent, you know, right now. Uh, what do you know about the uh, critical race theory? You said the critical race theory. Yes. Um, just based on the title, I really don't have no regulation of it. Just based on the title, I'm just assuming it's um about the different races and the depths between each of them, and I guess they somewhat connect or is a difference, but it's a reason behind those differences. That's what I'm assuming. Yes, that's uh, that's that's a pretty good uh. Assessment. The reason why I brought that up is because uh, in the last maybe five to 10 years, we're seeing a lot less people engaging in critical thinking, mm. uh, particularly because, you know, too many people watch the news, you know, <laughs> too many people are telling, you know, like, for example, you know, we got somebody else telling you, you know, what to do instead of, you know, thinking for yourself. How can we get back to how can we get back to what we are critically thinking for ourselves? You gotta unlearn and relearn. And you gotta unlearn a lot. Um, you gotta deprogram yourself, um, question everything, never just accept it for it being that way. Not question everything. Everything is the way it is for a reason. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So question everything. Um, expose yourself to different cultures, different peoples, different systems, travel, 
expose yourself to difference um, and learn yourself. Learn yourself. When you truly, truly know who you are, you won't fall for nothing. You don't know who you are, shit. You're going to just pick up and adopt whatever the hell is around you. You have no self, you have no identity. So you're just trying to create one. I have one uh, one last question about your book, 14 Days to Beijing. Um, does any themes or subjects that come after you? Like, um, like different characters? So what, are um, some, so what are some of the subjects that this book talks about? Um, so just from the uh, notes from the lessons we pull, we got um, race theory, you know what I'm saying? Just because I'm a man of color in China <laughs> being incarcerated, you know what I'm saying? So it's crazy when you read this, as you read the story, I don't know what is going on, but once I'm in the cells and I'm amongst other people and I'm talking to them, everybody else knows what's going on. And these people that I'm around ain't got the same skin tone as me. Like they all know what's going on. They know how many days they're supposed to be there. I'm the only one that's just like, what's going on? Then too, it's like, of course, people is I want to say. I mean, it's racism everywhere you go, but it's more just ignorance. I mean, that's really all it is is ignorance. Um, so it's definitely out there. Um, so that definitely plays a part in it. And that you will experience that anywhere you go, like I said. So that's one of the um, uh, discussion questions we had. Also, um, accountability. You know what I'm saying? Holding yourself accountable, holding others accountable. What does accountability mean to you? You know what I'm saying? Um, that's another one. We also have uh, interviewing slash interrogations. So you might find yourself in a situation where you're being asked a series of questions and how do you know how to go about answering those questions? When to elaborate fully in depth, when to just give them folks exactly what they asked for and everything in between. So just communication. Um, so yeah, those are just uh, quite a few, just a couple different topics that we, you know what I'm saying, been able to pull from, and that's within what, first two chapters, two, three chapters. Um, so, but all in all, it's a lot that you're going to learn because one, you don't know, most of us don't know really, don't have any knowledge of China and how that place works and what it's like. So you get an experience of what a land that all of us are pretty familiar with. A lot of products are come, come from this place. You know what I'm saying? You get to see how this place operates, at least, and especially from uh, an incarceration standpoint. Um, also, you get to learn about you get to see a view of life that's completely different than what most people are accustomed to just because it's me going through it. And just based on this conversation that we had thus far, y'all can see the type of vibe and energy that I own and the frequency. So yes, I mean, it's crazy situation. Most people be pissing down their leg, but here I am, I'm calm, cool and collected and just so into the moment. Knowing that it's not looking too good. <laughs> I, ain't, you know what I'm saying? I ain't ignoring the obvious, but it's the optimistic side in me. It's just like, everything gonna be all right. I'm really intrigued to see how this whole thing plays out for real. Um, so 
it's going to be a great story to tell when it's all said and done. This is the conversation. This is what I'm telling myself. You know what I'm saying? While going through um, this fog of war. So you get to see a different perspective that most people don't possess. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And just traces that most people don't possess, especially in situations like that. Um, and you get to learn about other cultures because I'm locked up with a dude from Russia, locked up with a Brazilian, um, and then another another American, but he's Chinese American from California. But you know what I'm saying? He, his folks from China. So it's just it's a it's a bunch of different. Um, it's it's, a, it's it's an interesting story. Like it's crazy. It's a very very interesting story. It's some folks that's locked up there that's been locked up there for a good amount of time, and they don't know when they're getting out of there. And he just so happened to have information on the government and. You know what I'm saying? The wrote books, and so he's just trying to find anybody that's gonna help him get out of this situation. And it's like, damn, boy, it's crazy. <laughs> so it is. It, it's it's a lot within this piece right here, for sure. Let's uh, let's talk about your uh, let's talk about your second novel's uh, romantic drama. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that. So. One of the um, one of the key um, pieces that influenced me or encouraged me to write the romance sagas was a lot of the women that I was, you know what I'm saying, that I knew that was reading 14 Days, they kept asking me, because I had a girlfriend at the time, so I speak about her throughout the story, but I never get to talk to her. And then once, you know what I'm saying, I'm released, that's pretty much the end of the book. So. They asked me, like, okay, okay, you talk you talk about this girlfriend throughout the whole book, but how that story play out. You know what I'm saying? You get out of you get out of jail, you get back to America. What happened next? We want to know what happened with y'all. We want that tea. So, um that was one of the pieces that encouraged um the romance novel. So all in all, it's pretty much uh, three books is one series, one long series. But it is telling um just different phases of my life 14 days in Beijing this will happen um, while I was in China you love you learn this is what took place while I was still in college and then real love never dies this um, touches on graduating from college landing a job in China living in China a little bit and then what happened after those 14 days in Beijing so as you know I'm saying just telling one long story just bringing everything full circle essentially how long you been back in the states? Um, since twenty nineteen, April twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and your girlfriend that you mentioned, she was with you the whole time. No, she still lived in America. Okay. She still lived in America. I mean, she still followed you through this ordeal. No, she did. No, she did. But that's when the uh, real love never dies coming to play. That's what it tells that story. Mm, yeah. Uh, do you regret the experience that you've been through? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Because when, like I said, I played football basketball in my life. I was, I was a student athlete, a football player to the T. That is what I identified as. Once football came to the end, it was a huge reality check. 
I didn't know who the hell I was. I had to re redefine myself all over again, re-identify. And I didn't know where to start, but I knew I needed to start somewhere. And I was like, shit, I'm just gonna start applying for jobs. And I did that shit for eight months until it took me to China, it's getting locked up, it's coming back here. And being back at that square one, when football came to the end initially, and all right, shit, what we gonna do? Shit, we got we got a little momentum with the teaching shit. We might as well keep trying to work that one. All right, so we're gonna do that. Oh, then next thing you know, football coming up. Oh, you should post football. Oh shit, what's up? Boom. Oh, you should write a book about you should write a book about the experience. Shit, I could. Boom, I should go crazy. <laughs> anyway, we should get them, we should uh coach these kids up. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, shit, we can. Boom, we doing it. So it's just like now that whole list when you first asked me who who am I, I it took all of that. It took all of that for me to be able to sit here and tell you exactly who I am and what I do and why I'm here on this planet. It took all of it. So yeah. I'm grateful for the experience. So the last series of questions have to do with you know helping people get published yeah so if i want to you know write a book for example how can you help me get my book out there to the masses um well we got to get the story written that's first and foremost so we ain't got no story then shit we can't publish nothing so we gotta get that part done first and we can do it still we're gonna have to do it step by step because you you ain't gonna know how to go about it <laughs> so you gotta get us outlined and then after that now we just we just gotta uh write it and follow the outline once you finish uh just get it on paper once you finish writing all right boom now i'm gonna look over we we gonna go through it we got we're gonna go through it for quite a few times you know what i'm saying i also got other people that i'm connected with that are good editors we gotta get this covered uh i got plugs on that um and after all that, get the book description, boom. All right, well, we ready to rock and roll. Is there a charge for, for what you do? You do oh, charge. Of course. Okay. Of course. Of course. Of course. But you know what I'm saying? It's definitely, I work with people. You know what I'm saying? I'm very, very flexible. Very, very flexible. And it's, if you see us, we can, we're going to make it happen. I already got one. His shit on pre-sale uh, now. It's drop on the 16th. It's called The Fatherless Child. Y'all go tap in with it by uh, Anthony McKinney. It's about his experience uh, growing up in Mississippi um, and how he was molested twice before the age of 10 by pe people that was a little bit older than him. I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying, younger than 15. So it's and just how that situation affected him. And then it's going to be it's a part of a series of so this is the first book, but it's going to pretty much just showcase the whole journey of from that situation to who he is now as an individual and as a spirit here on, um, you know, I'm saying a part of the LGBTQ community. Um, but it's a very, very, very powerful, powerful, powerful story. And it's very, very well written. Y'all going to enjoy it for sure. So The Father's Child by Anthony McKinney on the 16th. Go get that. Well, okay. Um, that's uh, 
pretty much all the questions you know that I have. Except last one thing, how can someone uh, get in touch with you if they want to purchase your book or if they want to get with you and say, I want to, uh, I want to publish a book, how they get in contact with it. For sure. So yeah, y'all can, um, I'm on every social media platform, except TikTok, you ain't gonna find me on there just yet. But um, everything else you can find me on, um, just Google me, Chancellor K. Jackson. You'll find all my social media profiles, my website, um, of the interviews I've done, um, my books, 14 Days in Beijing, You Love, You Learn, and Real Love Never Dies are available on my website as well, chancellorkjackson.com, and available on Amazon. Um, and I also have the audio book for 14 Days in Beijing rolling out on YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. You know what I'm saying? I got, I'm rolling out episodically, so a chapter a month, so y'all can tap in with that as well and i'm reading it so you can listen to it from my voice um that's, but yeah, gotta, that's gotta be hard you know doing yeah. an audio book <laughs> no no it's really that's simple too you really you need a studio <laughs> that's it you just find you a studio and then if you read it that's that's all you need that's easy too all right looks like you got this thing down pack and uh you know wish you success you know, keep reaching for number one. <laughs> for sure. But I, you know, I'll settle for that number eight myself. <laughs> you know, out of out of thousands of book authors, that's pretty good. You know, being it's, number eight. Yeah, yeah. It's the marketing, as I said, in marketing, that's the next piece. That's once it's all right, you done set it up, it's out there now. You gotta push it. Well, you gotta push it for sure. Keep putting it in people's face. All right. Uh so send some love and a shout out to your chancellor here. Appreciate you uh, being on today. And um, uh, we hope that uh, you got some some little nuggets here and there. Make sure that you, you know, purchase the book. I mean, you know, this is real life stuff that we're dealing with. So, uh, and we're going to uh, close out here. We'll thank everybody for tuning in. And we'll have another great show for you pretty soon. Uh, we got a couple of podcasts that we're working on this weekend. Uh, so we hope that you'll be able to join us then. So until then, I'm Keith Williams from The Works. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. The views expressed on this program are those of the guests and not necessarily the views of management and staff of OBS Radio, OBS International, and Greater Works Business Services. Guests who appear on this podcast are not required to pay a fee and is made possible by RadioGuestList.com. For more information, please visit our website at www.obsintl.cf. Follow OBS on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash broadcast section. If you want to contribute financially to help us continue broadcasting, please go to paypal.me.obsintl. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next time. This is OBS Radio, a service of OBS International, a division of Greater Works Business Services.